Hey, welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. You're listening to episode 93. This week, we're going to be talking about the NFL Pro Bowl selections, who got snubbed, who deserved to make it, etc. And then we're going to be talking about the NFL games from last week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their injury problems, um, their loss to the Saints, getting shut out. And then we're going to wrap up the show by predicting the NBA Christmas games. So um, we hope you guys enjoy this show and greatly appreciate you for listening. Thank you. What is good, Shrey? How are you doing today on this Christmas Eve, twenty twenty one? Doing well. Um, I'm gonna do one day of absolutely no sports, but uh, tomorrow <laughs> we got basketball and football. I'm excited to see my boy Aaron Rodgers, and then that Colts game tomorrow evening uh, should be a good one. Yeah, Shrey's like the biggest Colts fan out there. He won't say it, but he's low-key a Colts fan, man. I swear, every week, if you look at our predictions, he's picking the Colts every single week. Um, and also, that defense. <laughs> on the uh, on the top of Aaron Rodgers, he was named to another Pro Bowl, man. I swear, this man makes a Pro Bowl every year. Um, so, yeah, that's the first thing we're going to talk about. The NFL Pro Bowlers were announced, I believe, on Wednesday. Um, I don't know for every single team, but I know the Dallas Cowboys got five Pro Bowlers. Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, they're both starters. And then they got um, Zach Martin, who's also a starter. Tyron Smith is uh, a backup tackle. And then we got our punter. I think Brian Anger made it. So shout out to the Cowboys. And then for the Washington football team, Shrey, I think you guys got two players. Sheriff and Jonathan Allen. John, yep. Jonathan Allen and Brandon Sheriff. Sheriff making another Pro Bowl. I think he's a lock. Sh- I think if he were re- re- if he were to retire today, I think he'd make the Hall of Fame. Uh, that guy is dirty. He's the Washington football team backbone. But, yeah, crazy week of NFL games last week. Uh, so, all the games were going up to Tuesday. So, we pretty much had, like, five days of football in general. We had from Thursday, uh, there's a game, and then Friday was a break. And then Saturday, Sunday, we had a game. Monday and Tuesday, we had four games. And then Wednesday, we had the Pro Bowl thing. So, it was a it was a good week for the NFL. If you're an NFL fan, you had uh, something to keep you entertained pretty much the entire week. And yesterday, there was a game as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, First thing, though, I got to talk about the Pro Bowl. I think the number one thing that people were talking about was that Jalen Hurts made the Pro Bowl. And um, I have to say something about this first. You know, (laughs) if you look at the numbers, bro, like if you purely look at the numbers, you know, like I guess you could make a case for Jalen Hurts, I guess. But if I'm looking at numbers and I see Jalen, he has 14 passing touchdowns and nine picks. And his rushing stats are a little bit different. Um his rushing stats, I think, were the reason that he got yeah, into the Pro Bowl. He steals all Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's literally, bro. This man has is just different. Um, especially in the rushing game, bro. He has, I swear, some games I'm seeing he has 100 yards rushing all this. But I, I got to be completely honest. Um, if we were, if he got in because of numbers, I think Kirk Cousins deserved to get in this year. Um, I know Kirk Cousins isn't winning as many games, but he literally has the same exact record as Jalen Hurts, and his passing numbers is 29 touchdowns, six picks. I thought those were Pro Bowl-deserving numbers. Um, and another thing that people were saying was that Dak Prescott deserves to be in the Pro Bowl, and yeah. I'm just going to say, like, no, he didn't, bro. This is probably his worst year that Dak – in terms of numbers, this is Dak's worst year since that, that second season in Dallas, I feel like. Um, he's throwing – he's turning the ball over way too many times. Um, he's not having those big plays like he was last year or the year before that. And he's literally, I mean, this year he's playing like a system quarterback. He's playing within the system and he's going to get the wins. But Dak is not a pro bowler this year. Uh, there's too many good quarterbacks. I, I think Kirk Cousins deserved it 
over Jalen Hurts, but um, the quarterbacks in the NFC is hard. It's Kyler Murray, who's not having the greatest stretch. Um, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and Tom Brady. So I don't think Dak deserved it over any of those guys. Um, and I think he was behind Kirk Cousins, too. So that's what I got to say for my Pro Bowl snub in the NFC. Sure, you got any snubs? Yeah, um, in the NFC offense, um, yeah, I agree with um, Dak. He shouldn't be on there. But um, I don't think Kyler Murray should have made it over Matthew Stafford because, I mean, we saw Kyler Murray. He had a really good start to the season. Like always. Um, like as always. always. He had, he's Mr. October, man. Um, had September, two, October. <laughs> yeah, he had a flawless first two months of the season. And um, now he's kind of tailed off. Ever since he got injured, he also missed, what, four, three, four games. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stafford, I mean, the numbers are there. I mean, he, he's been winning, obviously. Like, they had a little rough patch. But apparently he did have some injuries. And I think the bye week and um, them just protecting him a little better over the past few weeks has really helped. So I think he definitely deserved um, some consideration for that third spot over Kyler Murray. Yeah, Um and, and as for as for the running backs, James Conner made the Pro Bowl. That's just that's wow. funny. That is hilarious. Uh, I thought it could have been. I mean, I think the thing about the NFC and the running backs for, uh, specifically, I just thought there were just way too many injuries this year, and mm-hmm. they I were really Fournette good. Should have made it. Over. I thought Fournette should have made it too, but I think the voting came out way too like it ended like by the time Fournette was like starting to go crazy because it ended this past week, and James Conner was doing consistently well, but he made the Pro Bowl over. Um, there's some notable names he made it over. We had um, Aaron Jones. I don't think he made it this year. He was been hurt. Um, I think a, it was mostly a fantasy. It like, was. Because of fantasy. Like, he had a lot of touchdowns, and that's what really got him there. For sure. And then CMC was also hurt for most of the year. Dalvin Cook was even hurt. He still made it. Um, I think he's a starter. And then Kamara was hurt. He also made it this year. So, I feel like there's a lot of injuries this year that led to that. Um to lead to a lot of new names that we haven't seen. Um, and in terms of the wide receivers, bro, I think the NFC, I mean, they got it split. Like the four, yeah, the four receivers on. they got in, they got it exactly spot on. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel. Um, I don't think you can argue with that at all. Because, I mean, there are good NFCs everywhere, or there are good court wide receivers everywhere in the NFL. Um, I'm a big CeeDee Lamb fan. I don't think he deserved it over those yeah. four guys. Those guys are just going crazy this year. Yeah. Um, and in terms of defense, I mean – I can't argue with this. Uh, as for the linebackers, Michael Parsons and Bobby Wagner, am I going to argue with that? No, I think I think those two are the top of their game, even though Bobby Wagner is playing in a terrible team, with a terrible team. Yeah. Um, is He's like the Lamborghini parked underneath a shed, bro. Like, if you guys ever seen that meme, that's what Bobby Wagner is. Um, in terms of the cornerbacks, Trayvon, Marshawn Lattimore, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Slay, I can't argue against that either. I, I think there was a lot of um, – a lot of good selections in the defensive side. Uh, I just think the injuries pretty much killed them off. Uh, Kyler Juszczyk, I got to give a shout out to him. He's there every single year, bro, for the, AFC, for the NFC, man. He's, just, he's the fullback there every year. Um, but moving on to the AFC, I got to say a snub. I got to give a shout out to my man, Austin Eckler, bro. He's been turning up this year. Um, he's such a versatile running back. He can do everything. He's basically Justin Herbert's check down guy. I mean, when, when Herbert's not flinging the ball deep to either Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, or whoever – He's throwing the ball at Austin Eckler. And in the red zone, Austin Eckler is a huge threat, bro, especially when he runs that little wheel route. Um, I thought he should have got in. Uh, the running backs in the AFC were Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and Jonathan Taylor. I would have taken Nick Chubb out personally. I think Chubb's yeah. been hurt way too much this year. He would he had COVID for a couple of weeks. He had 
Um, I think it was a knee injury. But, yeah, I think I would have liked to see Austin Eckler in there. I think Austin Eckler might get in because um, I think Joe Mixon might be – he probably will get banged up by the end of the year. So, I, I wouldn't see Austin Eckler in there. That's my uh, snub for the AFC. For the AFC, I would probably have um, – It's a. this might be a little odd one, but um, for the defensive line, um, I would have definitely put um, Jeffrey Simmons in there mm. over um, Cam Hayward. Obviously – um, the Pittsburgh run defense hasn't been the greatest this year. Um, they have, but yeah, obviously the Steelers run defense hasn't been the best this year. Um, and I feel like Jeffrey Simmons um, should have gone in there over Cameron Hayward because. I mean, I think a lot of us thought that the Titans' defense wasn't going to be that much improved from last year. It really turned up. I mean, you saw like yesterday they made a lot of big plays to keep them in the game, and um, I think he's been a huge catalyst for that. So I probably would have had him in there um, as a snub. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think the leading vote-getters, I have them right in front of me. Uh, Jonathan Taylor deserved it at number one. He had 265,000 votes. And then somehow, some way, Nick Bosa was number two at 264,000 votes. I was surprised a little bit. I didn't think Nick Bosa had that many fans, but I guess he does, bro. 264,000 votes. Um, shout out to wow. them. Yeah, I know. It's pretty crazy. Um, and, yeah, that is going to wrap up our Pro Bowl section of this show. And now we're going to move on to last week's games. First games, first game we got to talk about, Sunday Night Football last week. Between the Patriots or not the Patriots, the Buccaneers and the Saints, Tom Brady shut out. Um, he's zero and four against the New Orleans Saints the past four times they played in the regular season. And l- let me tell you something: besides the game that Jameis Winston got hurt, um, it has never been close in the regular season. It has never been close. The very first game Brady started in New Orleans, I think they were blown out the water in Week One. Then last year, they another Sunday night game in Tampa. They lost thirty-eight to three. Right? Yeah. And then earlier was the Trevor Simeon game. They lost to Trevor Simeon. And then just now they lost 9-0. Um, that Bucks team just looked – they looked slow. They looked lethargic. Um, Fournette is – I don't know how long he's going to be gone for. Sure, you think it's going to be the whole season? I think it's the whole uh, rest of the regular season. He's yeah. going to come back to the playoffs. And then we, they also lost Chris Godwin to a MCL tear, I believe. Uh, and, and ACL. And ACL tear. So he's going to be gone for the rest of the year. Tampa Bay is teetering right now. And, um, you know, I got to say, uh, in the NFC, I think I'm going to have to say, I don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl. I think the Packers are the very clear favorites in the NFC, especially when you see Arizona falling off a cliff. Uh, Tampa has too many injuries. I don't think the Rams are good enough to go into Lambeau Field and beat Aaron Rodgers. I think this is literally setting up for Aaron Rodgers to get to his second Super Bowl. Um, if he doesn't, I'm going to kill that man. Like, I'm actually about to roast the hell out of that guy. But, uh, Shrey, four is all yours. I think I think it's set up for a, a Mahomes uh, Roger Super Bowl, though. Yeah, it, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding these Bucks. Um, I think Fournette should be back. I mean, this the, these next few weeks, um, I think the Crucial. Bucks are going to be on upset watch because um, this is a lot of firepower just gone all of a sudden out of nowhere because – there was a graphic on Sunday Night Football, like these three guys, Evans, um, 
Godwin and Fournette are the three past. Evans is banged leaders. up as well. Yeah, he's out this week. So yeah. um, it's going to be AB coming off an ankle and then Gronk as the top two targets. And, um, I mean, we saw last week the connection between Brady and Gronk wasn't there. Um, the Saints really played it well. They've had his number. I mean, all all five of the games, I think the Saints defense has been outstanding. Um, that playoff game, obviously, the Saints had a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers, and obviously Breeze could not throw the ball past five yards in that game. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I think the Saints really would have had it. Jared Cook fumbled, and that really turned the game. So the Saints have had a really good game plan for Brady. I don't think he's been able to figure it out. They're his biggest kryptonite, um, I think, mm-hmm. in a while. Like, I mean, you've had years where the Broncos have given them trouble, um, Miami, but I think this team has really, really found a game plan to really throw them off. Um, just four-man pressure and then playing coverage in the back end, disguising it. Um, obviously, the Saints have – I mean, they got a lot of dudes on that defense um, that are, can make plays. Demario Davis um, – C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, who's improved from his Eagles days. Um, Got to give him credit. And obviously Lattimore, who um, is one of the best corners in the league. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Bucks. yeah, it's looking rough for them. But I think when you have Brady on your side, you always have a chance. It's just a matter of these guys coming back healthy. Um and playing up to their standard. I think their defense um, has shown some cracks this year, but I think they'll they'll figure it out as the season goes on, or as the end of the season goes on. They did play well last week. I mean, the yes, offense had to do something. Um, and they basically have the, all their guys on defense. Um, everyone's pretty much healthy. Um, they're going to be getting Mike Edwards back, who um, they've really liked um, over these past two seasons. Um I think the key is A.B. Um, on that offense because um, he has to replace Godwin because Godwin, I think, third in the league in receptions. Um, he's become a huge part of that offense, huge security blanket for Brady. Um, he he runs the whole route tree. He's not like Evans. Um, he doesn't he, – he, Evans is more of like a box-out guy, red zone threat, um, not the polished route runner that Godwin is. So A.B. is going to have to step into that role. We don't know how healthy he is. Is, we don't even know. I don't even know if Gronk can stay healthy either. That's the thing. Exactly. That worries me the most. You see, like, every time he takes a shot, it's not like it, it just, he just looks ginger after he takes one of those big shots. Not, it's not like before he's not like indestructible anymore. Um, he's up there in age. Obviously, he's already retired once. So um, you never know with Gronk. Um, so hopefully, they can figure this out. I think they need to lean on the run a lot more because yes. I think we've seen Bruce Arians has gotten very pass happy throughout these two years in Tampa of Brady in Tampa. And um, it's often come back to haunt them. Um, and 10 straight passes to open the game last, last, uh, last week. Um, that's just inexcusable. Um, you gotta like, you gotta keep the defense honest. Like I say this a lot, like you gotta run the ball, even though, even if it's not successful, just keep the defense honest because then they can just tee off and get at your quarterback, and that's what they've been doing the Saints um, the past few matchups. Yeah, and especially this week. I mean, Ronald Jones is no slouch. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. um, he may not be as good as Fournette, but he can. He he is a, cal- a starting caliber running back in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can average 80, 90 yards on 20 carries. You give him the ball 20 times, you'll be fine. Aaron, uh, Ronald Jones is – I mean, he was a starter before Fournette came in. So, 
Uh, I have full faith in in Ronald Jones doing well. I just hope Bruce, Bruce Aarons calls these plays because I don't think Brady at this point is career can be throwing 40, 50 times a game. Um, yeah, because they're fighting for that mm-hmm. higher seeding. I think the Bucks pray that that they can get that number one seed. They desperately need it because in the first round, whoever they play, if you're playing a physical San Francisco team, uh, a Rams team, or whoever comes out the NFC East, or not the NFC East, either the Eagles, the Vikings, Washington football team, I don't think the Bucks want to play those teams. I think they, they need that week off because, um, I mean, I don't know if this Bucks team – can win a playoff game right now. The way this team is built, there's no Godwin. Uh, Evans is hurt. I'm worried for this Bucks team. They need they need a, that number one seed. I highly doubt they're gonna get it because I don't see the Packers losing a single game for the rest of the year. But yeah, the Bucks are in slight trouble. Um, but moving on though, we gotta talk about the other team in the NFC with the number one seed right now, the Green Bay Packers, who have been flying. I mean, they came into Baltimore. Um, everybody, nobody knew it was going to be, or nobody thought it was going to be an easy game. Every time you go into NMT bank, you're going to expect it's a, a, a dog fight. Um, no matter who the quarterback was, Tyler Huntley or, um, Lamar Jackson, they were up 31, 17. So if you're looking at the, if you're just scoreboard watching, this game was a lot, um, a lot more of a blowout than you would expect. I think the Packers dominated from mm. ever since the, the middle of the second quarter all the way to the last, like, five minutes in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Ravens had a chance to win this game. It went for two. Tyler Huntley, I would have loved to see a read option where he just takes up the middle, makes somebody miss, and gets in the end zone. They they drew a play to Mark Andrews, who, who was on fire this game. Um, but, yeah, I want to say the thing that concerns me about the Packers is – that defense is not consistent, bro. Like, one week they're strapping, the next week they're getting cooked. Um, last week, Tyler Huntley looked great. I mean, we saw what the Bears did at Tyler Huntley when he was starting that one game. He didn't put the numbers up. He put a, he didn't put the same numbers up against the Packers. Uh, granted, they were at home. Mark Andrews was absolutely cooking this game, bro. Like, every single time I saw uh, I turned the game on, Mark Andrews was catching, like, a, a pass. Um, I, I think the Ravens, they're teetering as well. They're playing desperate. But I think the Packers, bro, like their defense is – they're good. They're better than last year. But do I really trust this team to be consistent throughout the entire playoffs when you're playing quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford or Tom Brady or even Dak Prescott? Um, I don't know. But but the way things are looking, Aaron Rodgers just looks unstoppable right now. I don't see a single team that can stop Aaron Rodgers. He's playing absolutely lights-out football. Um, he was playing great last year, but this year, I mean, I can't tell the difference. You've put on 2020 Aaron Rodgers and 2021 Aaron Rodgers – I would not be able to, to tell you what, what's different about him. Um, he looks happy. Devontae and him are back, and they're finally figuring out that they have A.J. Dillon who can just wear it down any defense in the league. So I think this Packers offense is flying. They're hot right now, and uh, I do not see them losing another game this year. They're going to wrap that number one seed, and the NFC is going to have to run through Lambeau Field. And if that happens, I don't see a single team that can go up there and take them down because, I mean, look at them. They have the best quarterback in the league right now. And I mean, the Cowboys? The Cowboys are not going to Lambeau and beating Aaron Rodgers, bro. There is zero chance that happened. Uh, do I trust Dak to go in there and, and do anything up there? I don't think we don't have, we don't have a running game. Um, Trayvon Diggs is probably going to get cooked by Devontae Adams. And then you got Micah Parsons, who can only do so much. So, yeah, I don't see the Cowboys going up to Lambeau, especially if it's a cold game. I think Dak's going to freeze up there. And then I don't think we have a chance. But, yeah, I, the NFC, I think, at this point is wrapped up. There are a lot of good teams, but the Packers got this all the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reverse psychology. It's not reverse, it's but I'm being dead ass. 
You tell me, tell me a team that's better than the Packers or a team that could take down the Packers. I don't think there's a team better than the Packers. Um, but I tell believe... me a team that could take down the Packers in Lambeau Field in January. We saw it last year. The Bucks. They. they can that's do the it. Bucks. That's Tom Brady with all his weapons healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. see a team right now. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, um, I I gotta give props to Tyler Huntley. I did not expect such a great performance. I mean, two touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns running. Um, I don't, I wouldn't have gone for two, um, given the circumstances, but I mean, we saw like all the clips that came out of John Harbaugh asking his uh, team, like if they wanted to go for the win or go play for overtime and they all wanted to go for the win. So, I mean, at least the team's on the same page. It's not like he made uh, a decision and, um, the team wasn't really rocking with it. So, I mean, at least there's no controversy there. Um, but personally, I would not have gone for it. The defense had just made a stop on Aaron Rodgers, just had sacked him on third down. Um, so I would have just ran with that momentum. They just scored. Um, you got the best kicker ever in Justin Tucker. So I would have just played for overtime. Because either way, if you got the two, I mean, Rodgers. I mean, he, he had 30 he, seconds. He had 40-something 40 40 seconds. Yeah. And, and I, I think a timeout. So – um, you never know. Um, Rogers on those late game drives. We saw it earlier in San Francisco. Just two beautiful passes to Devontae and they're in field goal range. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really um, – I wouldn't have just – I wouldn't have gone for the two um, given that situation. But, yeah, I agree. The defense did not look good. They have been pretty inconsistent lately. Um, but they didn't have Kenny Clark, who's who made the Pro Bowl and obviously is a huge part of – um, that defense, um, who was on COVID, he's going to come back tomorrow. We'll see how that defense plays tomorrow. Against a much weaker offense, obviously, with in, in the Browns. Um, but I think they're going to have to stop the run. Because um, we've seen um, the Packers in past years um, struggle to defend the run, get pushed around in the run game. And the Browns, they have a really good offensive line, really good run game. They're physical. And um, I think tomorrow is a test for that for that run defense against a really good off a really good run offense, and um, we're going to see what they're really made of with Kenny Clark coming back. Um, I think Jair Alexander, um, Zadarius Smith, they're going to come back at some point. Um, so um, hopefully that defense can improve. I think I think they're definitely a lot better um, than what they played what they played the last two weeks, and. Um, They've shown it against the likes of the Chiefs. Um, we saw how well they played. Um, so it's just a matter of consistency, like you said. Um, and uh, we'll see if they, they can do that. But Rodgers, I mean, I think he is the MVP after last week. Um, Tom Brady obviously did not have the best game. So I think Rodgers is definitely in the lead um, by far. Um, oh, I think you- man. man, you forgot about my boy Jay Herbert, man. But I, I think he's if he won, I think if he won, if he beat the Chiefs last week, he would have got it. But yeah, yeah, he would have been in there for sure. Um, I think Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor has a has a case, obviously, and I mean Brady's still up there. And Mahomes, um, the past few weeks, how the Chiefs have been playing on, on that win streak, he deserves some consideration as well. But I think Rodgers is far and ahead um, the front runner for that MVP, and the Packers. Um, that offense, I mean, when they get humming, I don't think there's a team that can stop them. Um, no matter how many injuries they've had on their offensive line, I feel like they've played well enough um, and better than they have last year with a more healthy offensive line. Um, so I think that, like, they just have found a way 
through the years with injuries um, to have good offensive line play. And that plays a huge part in winning football. That's why they've been so good for so long. That one-two punch of Aaron Jones and um, A.J. Dillon, um, I think they figured out, figured out a good mix between them. And obviously you've got the best receiver in the league, Devontae Adams, on that, on, on that wherever he's lined up. I mean, he's, he's the best receiver in the league. I like what I saw from Mark, uh, Valdez Scantling. I think he's on COVID this week. Um, MVS but, is nice. I've been trying to tell you, man. MVS yeah, is He played nice. really well last week. I, I got, like, that was probably one of his best games that I've seen. Um, Lazard's been stepping up. Mercedes Lewis, ever since the Tunyon injury, I mean, that dude cannot get tackled after the catch. He always makes someone miss. Um, he's played so well this season. Um, I think, yeah, I think they're the front runners right now for the Super Bowl. Um, barring, I guess, injury to Aaron Rodgers, further injury to Aaron Rodgers, because he right now he has a fractured toe. It doesn't seem like Bro, <laughs> I'm tired. Stop. I, want, I don't want to hear this anymore, bro. I'm not. It's not an excuse. It's not I don't want to. I'm tired of. Oh, he has a fractured toe, bro. This man just threw for like four touchdowns last week and five touchdowns the week before, bro. He doesn't have a fractured toe. He's fine. He is totally fine, bro. He is capping so hard. He's just trying to make the season more dramatic. So, of course, he pulls out the, I have a fractured toe. And I'm Every week, like, he's like, on. oh, yeah, I suffered a setback. Like, bro, it does not seem like you oh, suffered a setback. <laughs> like, bro, like, I haven't seen a decline play at all. Like, like I don't have no idea what he's yeah. talking about, man. He's and, tripping. And he moves around and stuff well, too. Like, I, I really, really cannot tell that he has an injury. So, yeah, because yeah. he, you know, people like you are like, oh, yeah, he's he's hurt, man. And look how he's doing playing hurt. Like, no, he's not. I he's fine. never even said that. He's fine, bro. This is the first time. I oh. mentioned the injury on this I, podcast. Whatever, but yeah, man. Chiefs. I think this is a cross course for the Chiefs and Packers to go to the Super Bowl because they look like the two best teams in the league right now, oh, especially yeah. after last week. Oh yeah, the Chiefs. the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs are so bad, right? And damn, they they proved me wrong. But exactly. we'll see. We'll see. This is finally Mahomes with with uh, injuries to his uh, top two weapons. We'll see. We'll see how he does against a really good defense. Really good pass defense, at least in the um, Steelers. All right, moving on um, to a team. So speaking of injuries, we got to talk about a guy who looks like he's playing injured and apparently he's fully healthy, the Arizona Cardinals. Last week, um, they got beat by the Lions, and it wasn't even close. Not at all. It was 30-12, to 12, and the Cardinals came into this game as a 12-and-a-point, 12-and-a-half-point favorites. They are free-falling right now. I don't know what's going on with them. Actually, I do know what's going on with them. It's another typical late-season collapse by the Arizona Cardinals. They start off so hot like they always do. Luckily, um, they started off hot enough to the point where they weren't going to miss the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, they have not looked good at all. Uh, Kyler Murray, I think he's been – I think he's either still banged up or he's hurt or something because, I mean, dude is just – there's two different Kyler Murrays. We get one – from September, October, Kyler, and then now we're having November, December, Kyler, and this guy is not the same. Um, the past two weeks, bro, like last week he had two picks, and then this week he throws a, a – I mean, it was a great play by the defense, threw another pick, uh, and I just think the Cardinals are – dare I say it, I think I think they're overrated once again. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is doing a the same Cliff Kingsbury things we've seen before, very questionable clock, clock management. Um, relying, yeah, fourth down decisions, relying like everything on Kyler. Like, 
This man expects Kyler Murray to pull a bag out a trick out of his bag every single play, bro. Just let him do the most basic throws. You have D Hop, you have Christian Ertz, you have Ertz, you have AJ Green, you have Christian Kirk, bro. Just like let let Kyler throw some slant routes, bro. You don't need to let Kyler run around, scramble the pocket, and just throw it up for grabs. Um, they have James Conner, a Pro Bowl running back, for Chase Edmonds. I just don't understand what this Cardinals team is doing on offense. Sometimes, um, I think the Lions came in there and they look like a team. That was well coached, bro. They look like they played with motivation. Jared Goff outplayed Kyler Murray. Would do I think I would ever say that in 2021? No. Jared Goff played better than Kyler Murray last week. Um, and I mean, they know they, like you're letting the Lions run 112 yards by a guy named Craig Reynolds. What the hell is going on with your defense, bro? I swear the Cardinals at the beginning of the year had a top five defense. I have no idea what happened. Maybe they lost um, – maybe the injury to J.J. Watt really affected them that bad. I have no clue because this Cardinals defense is embarrassing now, bro. They're, like, getting – they're getting ran through. Um, nothing is just – nothing's clicking right now for the Cardinals. Ever since they lost um, to the Panthers, that one week when Cam Newton came back, they have not looked the same. They have not been destroying teams like they used to. Um, Kyler they're Murray is horrible hurt. at home. Yeah, they can't win at home for some reason. They finally lost on the road to the Lions out of all teams. And it's just embarrassing, bro. Like, every year, it's like I don't want to expect the Cardinals to do bad at, at, in January or in December or November because I like Kyler Murray. I, I think Cliff Kingsbury is okay. But, like, every year, bro, it's the same story. Um, they do have an easy opponent this week. Not an easy opponent. They have the Colts this week and then the Cowboys. They're not easy at all. They have – the Seahawks close out the season. So if they are to lose two straight games, I think um, the Rams are going to take the division and the Cardinals are going to be knocked on the wild card, which could be a very strong possibility. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think the Cardinals will bounce back eventually. I think Kyler Murray needs one game, bro. One game is all it takes to get your confidence back because he's not looked good. Um, uh, but I honestly, right now, coming like after week seven, I thought the Cardinals might have made it to the Super Bowl. But this year, I think they're a first-round exit, bro. <laughs> to be honest, completely yeah. honest, there might be a first-round exit. Yeah, I think that might be the case as well. I think they're just their mojo is just not there anymore. Um, and I think they really miss Hopkins. Um, Murray doesn't have that guy he can just throw it up to anymore. It has to. They have to find like find ways to get guys open now. Uh, I think Kirk is really the only guy who can really make plays for himself um, in the in that receiving core. Um, other than that, like. They don't really know how to use Rondell Moore yet. It's just a lot of cheap bubble screens and stuff like that, reverses and all. I think they got to use him a little bit better, use him more as a, as a receiver, um, try to get him in open field situations because he's really electric. Um, I thought they used him a lot better earlier in the year than they do now. He's pretty. He's been, like, pretty much out of that offense. Um, and their defense, I think they really miss J.J. Watt because um, they can't um, accumulate the – like amount of the same amount of pressures anymore. I think he drew a lot of double teams and just caused a lot of havoc. Like sure the sack numbers weren't there, um, but he drew a lot of attention. I think that opened up a lot um, of um, a lot of stuff for uh, Chandler Jones and the other guys on that defense that they just don't have anymore. They don't get those easy opportunities at sacks and pressures. Um, Jared Goff looked very comfortable last week. Obviously the run defense. <laughs> Sure, you're gonna um, talk about AJ Green's hustling, man. Oh my god, bro. I, I just don't think Kyler <laughs> Murray likes AJ every time like I see like every few games I feel like I see Kyler Murray just rolling his eyes at AJ Green. Last week on that pick, he as as uh, or 
running back to pick. Tyler Murray just has his hands up in the air, like, what are you doing? Run back to the run back to the ball, like come back to the ball. Um, and obviously we saw what happened in that Packers game. Like AJ yeah. Green just didn't know, didn't know the route. Didn't yeah. know the ball was coming. Um, so I, I just haven't liked vibe around that team um you see kyler walking around bro his body language like exactly I mean, he, he just doesn't the worst body language in the league man like that's been well documented um that's why they've gotten a lot of these a lot of these veteran leaders in the locker room not like that guy who like galvanizes the troops there's a lot of like you know jay cutler syndrome with them but obviously he has like, <laughs> extreme talent and he's very electric and um but he's it's just not in his personality to be That's like a um, vocal leader, I think. Um, but he obviously does have the have, have the like the eye rolls and just shaking his head and stuff like that, having his head down. Um, but yeah, I think like he's a guy who can overcome a lot of the deficiencies on the team. But I just don't think he's healthy enough. Um, he hasn't looked as electric running around with the ball um, in the last two games. Um, I think the ankle injury is still kind of bothering. I think that is like. Moving through the years, fully at 100% towards the end of the season. We saw last year, um, they kind of tailed off at the end of the year after he got injured. Um, and he's a smaller guy, so we mm-hmm. don't know with him. He takes a, he takes a decent amount of hits um, outside of the or inside the pocket. Sorry, um, he usually gets away um, on slides when he's out. He does take his fair share of sacks. Because um, he tries to keep plays alive. So, I think that's something to watch moving forward. Um, I don't like the way they're pressed over as a team. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that all culminated last week. Because they got thoroughly outplayed. Like, there was no way they were winning that game last yeah. week. Yeah, 1,000%. Um, speaking on, on the topic of Kyler Murray, you guys got to know, though, before he was in the NFL – um, he re- like was seriously considering playing baseball. So I don't know if this is like a, like he maybe just didn't like football. He's just naturally gifted at the sport. Maybe he just wanted to play baseball mm-hmm. or something, bro. Because sometimes it looks like Kyler just wants to play baseball, bro. Like if you're a quarterback in the NFL, you have to have some type of leadership around you. But like this man Kyler is just if you're watching him play, he literally will roll his eyes at teammates. He will look down. He, I don't. I have never seen Kyler give those pregame speeches or like speeches in general, bro. Like, yeah. uh, it's it's something. So, but I yeah, AJ Green after that pick, he's got to he's try to he's got to try to make that tackle. He was just walking around, jogging around after that. Like that that's something. Like if, if you don't come back to the ball, at least yeah, you know, try to get the tackle on. Him. Dude, there are just a lot of egos on that entire Cardinals team. Even the coach, bro. Even Cliff Kingsbury got a little ego to him. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Sure. I think the Cardinals might just blow his division. Uh, they had such a big lead when the Card- when the Rams were struggling. But, uh, yeah, they – they I mean, they got a rough schedule ahead of them. Uh, I think my Cowboys might be able to take them down at this point. So, we'll see what happens. Um, moving on to the next game, I got to talk about um, the New England Patriots were taken down finally by the, by the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I mean, I just think this is a standard – Growing pains for the Patriots. Uh, I just think Mac Jones. Yeah, you can't expect Mac Jones coming every game and just destroy like opponents or play like spectacular football. Uh, I mean, he looked like a rookie out there, and I'm not going to blame him for that. I'm not going to blame Bill Belichick for this loss. I think it's the it's the NFL. You're not going to play perfect football every week unless you're Tom Brady and Bill Belichick or Aaron Rodgers or something. Um, he struggled a little bit, or especially early in the game. 
Um, they couldn't get anything going, and he threw some really bad picks. He didn't see the defense in some plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he'll be fine. I think he'll bounce back. I just think the Patriots team, this Patriots team that everybody was raving over, I knew they are not going to beat these Chiefs, and I still don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs. Um, I just I just think this Patriots team is, is a little too young, especially on offense. Um, Damian Harris is a little banged up. Mac Jones is a rookie uh, in a brand-new system with Josh McDaniels. So I think the Patriots team is good. Will they be able to take down the Chiefs in the playoffs? I highly doubt, I highly doubt it. Um, but, yeah, they have a huge test this weekend against Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to be coming into this game. No Last time they're gonna they're gonna tighten up and they're probably gonna take it to the Patriots. I think it's gonna be a lot, a lot closer than um, the last game. But uh, yeah, or not closer. But I think the Bills are gonna look a lot more different than the last game. Um, and then as, as for the defense, you know that Patriots defense has fallen off just a little bit in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a 50, 60 yard run on to pretty much end the game. Um, I, I think. The Patriots' defense against the Bills two weeks ago was that peak of the, the defense. I don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a it's going to be a rough patch coming up because you got the Bills coming up. You got two easy games against the Jags and the Dolphins, but after that in the playoffs, you're going to be playing some really good quarterbacks, whether you win the AFC or not. Um, so I just think this Patriots team, if they win a playoff game, they will be blessed because I don't know if Mac Jones is ready for that yet. I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for NFL playoffs, but um, yeah, I, I think we just got to look in the mirror sometimes and be like, hey, maybe New England isn't a Super Bowl contender yet, you know? Uh, we saw what the Colts are. I think they're hot. I mean, Carson Wentz threw the ball for 57 yards, bro. They ran the ball. They literally told the, they literally, the Patriots, whatever happened to the Patriots against the Colts was exactly what they did to the, they did to the Bills, bro. Like, the Colts came into this game saying, we're going to run the ball the entire game and you're going to try to stop us. And they couldn't. Jonathan Taylor just popped off. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, I think the Colts are one of the hottest teams in the league. They they're consistent every week, man. They can beat anybody or lose to anybody. They lose in very stupid ways, but I think they're rolling right now. I don't see a team that can take them down, um, or I don't see a There's team. Only that, one man that can take them down, and that's their quarterback. Yeah, I don't think a team can take them down. Um, like I don't think any team can blow these Colts out. I mean, they beat the Bills in Buffalo, forty-one to fifteen. Uh, so yeah, I just think. I think the Colts can be a rough. I think they, this team might be a rematch. This might be a playoff rematch if the Colts and Patriots play again. Uh, they might play again in the playoffs in the first round. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the division, the AFC South was kind of in flux until I think yesterday. Titans pretty much locked that up. Yeah. Um, unless they completely fold the last what two games or whatever. Um, I think the Titans pretty much locked that up. But yeah, the Colts. Um, I'm a huge fan of them. I love their defense. I love Jonathan Taylor. I, I like them coming in um, to the NFL, coming out of uh, Wisconsin. Um, he's a workhorse, and I think he's really proved a lot of the doubters on his speed wrong because I think he's recorded like three out of the top five speeds um, in the league this year. Um, I think he uh, topped out at the, first, at the top speed um, all season on that run that he had last week to really break the game open. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they play such good defense. Uh, I think their defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus, is going to be a top coaching candidate coming into this offseason. Um, Darius Leonard, that dude just makes plays. Um, one of the best at just punching the ball out. Um, and he had a great pick on Mac Jones in the red zone last week. I think that really changed the momentum of the game. Obviously, along with that uh, block punt for a touchdown. 
But he made a great play on the game, and he gave a huge stiff arm. I forgot who he did it to. I think it was Brandon Bolton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gave him a huge stiff arm. Um, but, yeah, I think they're firing on all cylinders. Um, I think Wentz, um, he's just got to, like, find a way to not make mistakes. As long as he doesn't make mistakes. Frank Reich does not trust that man, bro, Yeah, at all. exactly. Like, last week showed he does not trust that man. But hopefully he can minimize the mistakes because um, – as long as you got Jonathan Taylor in that backfield and that defense playing well, um, the secondary has really stepped up, I think. Um, that's what really has um, made their defense into one of the best defenses in the league because I think the secondary was kind of a question mark, but they've been playing really well. Dude, um, that I boy Darius Leonard is a monster, man. Exactly. That guy is different. Beast. And um, obviously you got Kenny Moore, and that D-line um, has a lot of depth, obviously led by uh, DeForest Buckner. So – they're very scary. They can stop the run. They can stop the pass. They can rush the passer. They have a really, really solid defense, um, versatile defense um, with a lot of playmakers. Um, it's just a matter. I think Carson Wentz is the question mark here. Um, he's got to play a lot better um, than he did last week to beat the likes of the Chiefs, obviously, who I think have emerged as the best team in the AFC. I was wrong. Um, you and Kenny were right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They really proved me wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're honestly, they are the biggest threat right now. I think, um, I have to see a little bit more. Let's see how Mac Jones bounces back this week and the rest of the season. I think um, outside of the Chargers to the Chiefs and the AFC. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, run defense that is their biggest weakness. Um, I think a lot of teams have been running it well on them. And um, last week, I mean, Jonathan Taylor pretty much got whatever he wanted. He was fighting for so many extra yards and obviously broke it open at the end. Um, but, yeah, I think offensively, um, the Patriots, Mac Jones um, struggled a, a bit. Um, I think um, he did he did show some flashes in that uh, fourth quarter. I think he played really well. But um, I think it's, he's going to have to trust his arm a little bit more. Sure. Um, I think he, the the weapons are pretty decent. Like Hunter Henry, I feel like he's always open. Um, they, I think it's just some, just rookie struggles in, for Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something they're just going to have to keep figuring out as the season goes on. But, um, yeah, it was a really good win for the Colts. Um, I surely didn't expect – I think if the score was pretty close, um, but it didn't really reflect how the game went because the Colts were dominating for most yeah, of that game. Yeah, Patriots playing catch up pretty much the, the entire game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, moving on now to the NBA. We all know Christmas Day is coming up, one of the best traditions in the NBA. So we're going to predict some of the games. Starting off with the Knicks and the Hawks, I can give you my predictions. Um, the Knicks are losing this game. Ever since the Knicks, ever since that damn Bing Bong meme came, meme came out and everybody started copying, the Knicks have been trash. But I swear this team is so bad now. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Knicks. I think they're going to lose this game. The Hawks are going to handle them pretty easily. I can see a ten point uh, victory for the Hawks. The Knicks have just they are just they're sputtering. I don't know what it is. Um, Julius Randle is. I mean, the, if you watch the Knicks sometimes on offense, bro, like you just have no idea what they're very, doing. Very it's literally ISO ball. Give the ball to Julius Randle. He's going to throw up a terrible shot and lose the game. Um, he's been falling off a little bit. I think this Knicks team needs a whole entire, like, not a restart. They got to keep some pieces. They have some good pieces that they got to get rid of. I mean, Kemba popped off yesterday. Hopefully his trade value goes up. The Knicks need to get rid of him, though, bro. Like, he's literally just he's just there for, for what? I have no idea. Um, 
the like I don't know, man. Julius Randle is just not, not not the same player. He cannot be the first option for this team, and I think mm-hmm. the Knicks, I think the Knicks kind of know that. Uh, they want a superstar. I don't know who they're gonna get, but uh, yeah, I, I think the Knicks are gonna lose to the Hawks tomorrow, and then this is when the season officially starts. So the Knicks are gonna be. I mean, people were saying four fifty. I don't know. I think the, they'll be lucky to get the AC this year, bro. Yeah, um, I, it's just not the same magic you saw with them last year. Um, they don't play the same defense, obviously. It's the Randall. damn Bing Bong meme. I'm telling yeah, you, bro. That's stupid meme, bro. For last night, and they lost the Wizards at home without Bradley Beal. Um, that's just like, come on, man. Like you, that you get those games. Those games are a rarity now for Kemba and. The fact that you couldn't like capitalize on that opportunity is just—it just shows that they're just not it this year. Um, that Randall contract throughout its duration—I don't know, man. It might—it might look worse and worse as the year just goes on, because um, he just like—he just makes a lot of plays that just make you scratch your head. Just forces a lot. Um, thinks he's a lot better than he really is. Like, bro, you are not. Kobe, man, with those mid-range jumpers. Like, just, <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Like, I'm saying right now, if, if the Knicks want to win the championship, I think Julius Randle would have to be the third the third, third option. Third. Or mm-hmm. maybe, maybe second option if he has a season like he did last year. But this year, uh, yeah, we're seeing the true Julius Randle come back. So, yeah, he's just – it's just not it this year. I got the Hawks winning, too, even though they are very shorthanded. Uh, I think the Hawks, um, they, they beat the um, – Pretty healthy um, 76ers yesterday. Uh, I think they can take care of the Knicks. All right, moving on to the next game. Um, the 2.30 slate, we got the Celtics and the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are going to win this game. They have been rolling. If you guys have been watching the Bucks recently with, the, with Chris Middleton back from injury, uh, they're rolling. Um, they were the A seed at one point or like seven seed. They've been climbing up. Chris Middleton is actually huge, uh, has a huge role in this team. Uh, they're good. The Bucks are going to be fine. The Celtics, on the other hand, let me just say this, bro. <sighs> Fumbled the bag. I just, I just don't know. They have two superstar players. Like, Jalen Brown, not superstar yet, but they have a superstar, Jason Tatum, and a star in Jalen Brown, and they just can't win games. I don't know what it is about the Celtics, bro. I don't know. Every year, year in and year out, all Celtics fans are saying, oh, we're gonna, this is our year. We're going to make the conference finals this year, and they just can't do it. Um... I just feel like they can never – it's never Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown cooking. It's always either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. They're never on the same – like, I have, no, I have never seen a post – you know when LeBron and Kyrie dropped 41 in the finals, like back to – like those two 41-point games back-to-back or whatever, or they had 41 in the same game. Yeah. I've never seen Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum – Drop forty in the same game, bro. It's always even like Jason, thirty. Man. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like Jason Tatum has forty, Jalen Brown has eighteen. Uh, like last, last the, the last game. Um, I think Jalen Brown had thirty four, Tatum, Tatum at eighteen. There's something. The chemistry is not there. So I'm sure they're fine. Um, like their their chemistry is fine off the court. Right? I don't think there's any issues. They just can't play well together. I don't know what it is about the Celtics. Um, but yeah, I got the Bucks winning this game. I hope the Celtics can work these two stars out. If not, you guys, you guys send one of them away because these two dudes are too talented to be yeah. an AC in the East. Yeah, exactly. And it hasn't worked for consecutive years now. Um, so if it doesn't work this year, I think it's time to it's time to blow it up because um, I mean this duo and this regime. I mean, it just hasn't worked out. They haven't been able to get to even the finals um, in a 
in a weaker Eastern Conference now, I think the Eastern Conference is the strongest, but it's been the weaker conference for the past few years. Um, but yeah, I think the Bucks are going to win as well. What I've seen from them, even without Giannis, and Giannis is coming back tomorrow. DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, he's been having a resurgence over the past few games. Um, they obviously have a lot of role guys who have been in tough positions with them winning the finals last year, Pat Connaughton. Um, and they still have Drew Holiday and Chris Milton. I think it's enough to beat the Celtics. Uh, I think I think their biggest issue is I think Tatum just gets, like, in that mode where it's just ISO ball, and he doesn't play like the rest of the Celtics players. I think J- Jalen Brown is a very – team-oriented player it just he just gets his he's more willing to get his guys involved but Tatum is more of an ISO player and it just doesn't work well with the rest of these Celtics and I think that's what is really um hurting this team and why they are an eighth seed right now for sure for sure now moving on to the next game um on Christmas Day (sighs) the real game I think this is the real game that should have been the primetime slate um the Warriors and the Suns we saw what happened the past two games. Um, they split. But I think this game tomorrow night, the Suns are going to take it. Um, I don't know. I just have a gut feeling. I, I just think the Suns are clicking. I think we saw what happened uh, against the Lakers the other night. I mean, I, was it's just, it was just interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think they're fully healthy. The book is back. I don't know. I mean, this this might be the Western Conference Finals preview. I, I think the Lakers are still going to get in somehow. But I think this is Suns team fully healthy on Christmas Day at home. I just don't see them losing to a very talented Warriors team. Clay was supposed to be back this game. Clay was supposed to be back. Um, he's not going to be back until later in January. So um, I think the Suns are going to take this game and um, secure that number one seed for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Suns are going to take it as well. I think they're one of the only two teams that have nobody in health and safety protocols. And um, obviously the Warriors, Wiggins, Damian Lee, um, and I think one or two others are in protocols right now. I think those two guys are a huge part of their depth. And they bring a decent amount of scoring. And obviously on the road in Phoenix, we saw what happened last time. That crowd really um, is it's an underrated crowd. And um, the Suns, I mean, they're really good at home. They play really good defense. We saw what happened last last time in Phoenix. Mikal Bridges really took over that game defensively and obviously a healthy Booker. People forget, Booker wasn't there for basically one and a half of the last two games mm-hmm. um, they played against each other. So I think as a, as a fully healthy The fact that the Warriors don't have two two of their key rotation guys, um, I'm going I'm to give this one to the Suns. But I think this is the Western Conference Finals preview. There's <laughs> this Lakers team as constructed. Well, I'm going to go into Hey, sure, sure. What if I told you? What if I told you this is all part of reverse psychology? Sign up. <laughs> no. Psychology. This is straight truth that I'm going to that I'm going to skew in like oh, 30 seconds when we talk about the next game. On to the next game. Shrey, I know he's going to dive deep into this. We got the Nets and the Lakers. Everybody, I mean, a lot of people were saying the finals preview coming into the season. Um, tomorrow night, you're going to see the Nets are going to blow them off the water. They are tenfold better than the Lakers. They are so much better than the Lakers. You're going to see it tomorrow night. Um, I don't know why this game is at 8 p.m. I don't know why this game wasn't at the 12 p.m. session. Back. It doesn't make sense, bro. Nobody wants to watch this game. The Lakers are going to get blown off the water. Um, 
the Nets are just a better team. And I, I, if the Lakers lose by 20 tomorrow at 25, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if any betters out there, hammer the, the Nets, bro. Take, the, take whatever the spread is giving you. Take the money line. The Nets are going to win this game. I can guarantee you that. Um, yeah, I just think the Lakers are sputtering right now. They're going to make some changes, though. They'll, be, they'll make some changes. They'll be back. But, yeah, the Nets are going to win this game. I mean, low-key, the Lakers have a chance to win this game um, because we don't know what we're going to see from Harden coming off of COVID. Obviously, KD's not going to be there. Um, and, honestly, outside of Patty Mills and Paul Millsap tomorrow, I have no idea who's playing for the Nets because they have a lot of dudes in protocols. So that could be a reason why. Oh, sure. I forgot KD was out, man. Oh, I yeah. forgot KD was out. They're still going to win. You really think I really Harden think Harden's gonna game? come back? This is Harden's fifty point game tomorrow, bro. I, I like hopefully for my MVP MVP pick, yes, he can do that. But yeah, the Lakers have been sputtering as of late. They also have a lot of guys in protocol, but that's still no excuse. Even when they've been healthy, they've been absolute trash. Um, they've been an absolute disappointment. Um, now we have LeBron um saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're not at full strength. Uh, we, we can't really evaluate ourselves until we're at full strength. This is the same dude who tweeted before the season, oh, yeah, keep that same energy. Oh, yeah, we're, uh, we, we, have, we have old guys. We have these. That. Like, bro, this team is not built to win a championship. Um, Russ, Russ, LeBron, and AD do not fit. Obviously, AD is injured again. And guess who it, it was because? Because LeBron pushed a defender right into his knee. Um, I got to give credit to LeBron. He's been playing really well, but, like, you created this team. You wanted Russell Westbrook. You and AD wanted Westbrook, knowing that he's not been a winning player for a long time, and um, he does, just does not fit, commits so many boneheaded turnovers still. <laughs> this dude really said, I'm going to let the game talk to me, and he doesn't listen, as Shannon Sharp said. This man does not listen. Um, they've just been, like, awful, like, defensively. Um, you see Westbrook turn it over, too, bro, like, he goes in and he just is in the air and he has no idea yeah, what to do. Tosses exactly. it away every time. Like, it's just like, like LeBron with his turnovers. Oh, like he's actually like trying to make a play. Like it's not like boneheaded turnovers. Like, but with Russ, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, slow down, relax. Um, and he just doesn't know how to do it. Like, yeah, he had thirty plus I think yesterday, but seven turnovers. Um, it just doesn't work. Um, and. The- it's just, like, it's so hard to watch. Um, these lineups with, like, DeAndre Jordan in them. This dude is awful, man. He can't move anymore. His athleticism is completely sapped. Um, he can't move defensively. He can't play pick and roll. Um, we got all these old guys who don't want to play defense. I mean, THT has been an absolute disappointment this year. This man was one of 13 against the Suns. Um, just kept on shooting threes. Like, but go to the basket, bro. He does not – he's not a shooter as is, and he's one of 13, still chucking up threes. He went 0-8 from three. Um, it's just been an awful, awful season so far. Um, I don't really see much turning around. Like, yes, I think they'll make it to the playoffs because they're going to have some guys coming back, Kendrick Nunn, um, I think Malik Monk. Um, but the, the defense is just not going to solve. The shooting is not consistent enough, in my opinion, and – I don't know what we're going to get from AD once he comes back from injury because I think a huge concern with him this season so far has been like he's like kind of been like like he beefed up a little bit too much. He's not been as fluid of an athlete. Yes, he makes up for a lot um, on the defensive end because like we are like 
there's just no competency on the defensive. Um, but the, offensively, like, can't shoot jumpers anymore. Um, I don't think, like, what is his body going to be like coming off a, a leg injury? Because um, he already had gained weight. So, I, like, I just don't know. Um, his athleticism is just not the same either. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll get in as a six seed, a seven seed, but I don't see us beating the Suns and the Nets, our Suns or the Warriors. There's absolutely no chance. Mm. All right, moving on to the final game in the NBA Christmas Day slate. We got the Mavs and the Jazz. Uh, let me keep this short and simple. The Mavs are not winning this game, bro. It's unfortunate. Um, I thought they're gonna be the four seed this year. They are they're they're sputtering as well. I mean, like I said, the season has not started officially yet. They will be in the Luka playoffs. Hurt too. Yeah, no cap. Um, and we have this guy Frank need to clean up, bro. How how's he still in the freaking league, man? <laughs> man can't score, bro. Can't do anything. What is he even there for? The defense, man. His defense is like, bro. I just I thought when he left the Knicks, I said, oh, knowing that knowing every time a player leaves the Knicks, they start getting better. He gets worse. What is he on the floor for, bro? Like, he's literally just a waste of space. He's a waste of time on the floor, bro. Like, he should go to the Euro Leagues and cook over there because obviously he's not working out in the NBA. Um, like, I don't know, bro. I just, this Mavs team is looking very similar to what the team was the past few years. Um, they're good enough to make the playoffs, but once they get there, I don't think they're going to make any type of noise. And I think they're gonna, you're going to see a much better team in the Utah Jazz Beat the, beat the Mavs. Uh, it's that simple. I think the Utah Jazz, they're clicking like always. They're always a very, very good regular season team. We don't know what to do in the playoffs, but I have, I believe um, wholeheartedly that they're going to take this game. Uh, I think, I mean, this Jazz team, they're like the new age Spurs. Like, I don't want to go into be like, mm-hmm. oh, Greg Popovich, like Quinn, uh, Quinn Snyder or anything, but like every single year, it seems like for the past four seasons, they have been near the top of the West, which is not easy. Uh, they just couldn't – they don't have the postseason su- success. But in the regular season, I mean, they're one of the hardest teams to beat. So, yeah, I think the Jazz Especially are at home. Which for I sure. Think they're going to be at tomorrow. Yeah. yeah um, I think they're the other team who is not in protocols. They're fully healthy. Um, I think this is going to be a relatively easy win for them. No Przingis with the lower leg. And then, obviously, Luca with COVID and ankle injury, not going to be playing. Um, love the way Jalen Brunson has been playing this year. Um, but yeah, I just don't think they have enough firepower. Uh, yeah, you don't think Frank Nick Cleaner, Frank Nick Cleaner, not gonna go crazy? No, nah, man, no, nah, man, he's gonna have. <laughs> why did Frank? Why did he six, draft six him? Six points, six points. Was that, was that Phil rebounds, Jackson's last? Assists. Was that Phil Jackson's last draft pick? Frank Nick Cleaner. Yeah. Oh my God, I just don't understand, bro. I don't understand. I mean, you could have had Dennis Smith instead. Oh yeah, you got to oh, no, traded Porzingis for him. Did we got? We ended up getting Dennis Smith. What yeah. a joke, bro. What a joke. Yeah. I, yeah, but yeah, easy. I think it's going to be a relatively easy win for the Jazz. Mavs, I mean, same story as last year. I just don't have enough outside of Luka. Ball handling-wise, like, yes, J- Jalen Brunson is good, but I think you need a little bit more than just Jalen Brunson because you um, can't rely on him to do all the secondary ball handling. Like, there's, you got to have other guys who can create their own shot, and I just don't think they have enough for those guys. Yeah, um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this show. Um, ha- everyone who's listening, have a great Christmas. Hope you all get a lot of gifts. And from the City Boy Rock Hot Podcast.
happy holidays. Make sure you guys are safe. Um, make sure you wear your damn mask, bro. You know, that stuff is getting crazy out there. So yeah, y'all stay safe out there, and we will see you guys next week. Happy holidays, y'all. Peace. Peace.